0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Saxa Podcast, the first five years. I'm one of your co-hosts, Agassi Rodriguez at Clemson University.
1: Hi party people, this is Erica Aguiar coming at you live from the University of Florida. Agassi, hi friend, what's up?
0: It's so a good start to the week, happy Monday. I know normally we do these things on Fridays, but happy Monday, what a great way to start off the week. How's your week been?
1: Well, 24 Tuesday. hours of one i really i really have been thinking it was tuesday so um it's it's different now but it's good it's a good it's a good monday i
0: I did actually almost start off an email to a colleague saying happy to no it's not tuesday it's actually monday okay never mind happy monday
1: you know what it just means one more day till the weekend that does not that didn't sound more inspiring i am very well thanks for being here agassi and thanks for being you
0: I really thought you were going to go the direction of one day more, you know, Les Mis. I really thought that's what it was like, guiding towards, and then you did it.
1: Missed opportunity. I'm sorry. That was that was my bad. I'll I'll do the uh, show tunes episode of this podcast one day. Will not be today. (laughs) Um, So, y'all, we're really excited today. We're doing something a little different. Part of our job search arc, we wanted to talk more about how, how we do this and how you do this with a partner. So you all know we're back on the first five years and we talk about the stuff that's relevant to our new professionals, but we wanted to really make sure we talked about something that is not always talked about, which is how do you search for a job when you have another human to consider? And how do you do that? If they're at the same time, if they're at a different time and we have a panel of experts, I will say who are here to talk a little bit more about how to do this and they're all telling me that they're not experts, but they are. And they're all also humans who are close to my heart. So I'm just equally thrilled in that way. So what we're going to do first and foremost is want everyone introduce themselves. You typically only have one guest, but now you have a total of six. So we're going to have all of our couples introduce themselves. And of course y'all know, I couldn't forget my favorite part. So once you introduce yourself, what is the best thing you ate this week? And we will start with Anna and Julie. Yeah. Hey folks. Hey there.
2: Uh, my name is Anna Wagner. I use she, her and hers pronouns. I work at Ohio state as the senior coordinator for student leadership development.
3: And I'm Julie Wagner. I use she, her, hers pronouns. Um, I used to work in higher education. I have left, I left the field a few years ago. Um, I am figuring out event planning and wedding planning and all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't, we've had delicious food all week and mm-hmm. Anna cooks in, in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I could barely boil water. Um, you made an awesome chicken and soup. Mm-hmm. That was great for me.
2: Yeah. I, that's that, the best uh, thing you ate this week. Cause good. I made that for you. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I also had my first attempt at a chicken gumbo this week. That was, oh, that was successful. God. So that was another one. Mm-hmm. We're, we're warm soup heavy right yeah. now. <laughs> Excited to be here. <laughs>
4: next up we have max and maya hi everyone um my name is Max matter i use he him his pronouns i am the associate director at uc berkeley and i've been there for three and a half years or so um and i my, the food that i have eaten this week Um, that I enjoyed is uh, japagui, which is actually inspired by um, Parasite, one of the dishes in Parasite, Um, and it was delicious. So, yeah.
5: And Hi, everyone. My name's Maya Ianni. I use she, her, hers pronouns, and I'm not in higher education. I uh, practice law at Bay Area Legal Aid in Contra Costa County. And um, the best thing I ate this week is the same thing I eat every week. Ever since quarantine started, every single Friday, Max and I get poke um, from our favorite shop in Berkeley. And um, it is the one thing I look forward to every single week. And it did not disappoint.
1: And last, but literally never least, uh, Jen and
6: Sean. Hi, everyone. Uh, I am Jen Lowe, I use she, her pronouns. And I am a coordinator at the University of South Florida um, in the Office of New Student Connections. I've been there for about a year and a half now. Um, And I will let Sean talk about the best thing that we ate this week.
7: Hey, y'all. I'm Sean Callanan. I use he, him, his pronouns. And I am a coordinator in the Office of Orientation at the University of South Florida, where I've been for the same time as Jen plus like plus two weeks. and I think the best thing we ate this week, I, I think Jen actually mentioned this on a previous edition of your podcast, but we spent a lot of time baking. Uh, and so last night we made six mini apple strudel, not strudels. Um,
6: I would call it more of a crumble, an apple crumble.
7: Six mini apple crumbles, and we ate them all in one sitting. It was fantastic. While well, watching the new This Is Us. So uh, that was our Sunday night for everyone out there who's
1: curious. I mean, I would have called it your Monday night, but that was just, you know, me not knowing the day of the week. Agassi, what's the best thing you ate
0: this week? And introducing the last the last podcast couple, Eric and Agassi. Woo! <laughs> so the best thing I ate this week, um, it's actually something that I had for lunch today, but I made yesterday because hashtag food prep I made myself some chicken quesadillas and I tried a new little sauce that was like mayo, taco seasoning, and all sorts of little things that was the base for the chip- for the the oh my god, the quesadilla. So good, so great. Um and so simple. It literally took me five minutes to pull all together with the rotisserie chicken. I've been taking that like adult hack of using rotisserie chicken for like weeks now. I, I I'm not over it. I've found so many creative uses. Uh but what about you, Erica?
1: Yeah, I thought long and hard about this. It was one of those. But on Saturday, my partner was like, let's grill. And I was like, that means you, I'm not going to, I don't know how to do that. I shouldn't be left around fire. And we made chicken thighs and it's really good, like barbecue sauce. And it's now part of my meal prep. Cause I was like, can you make like six more? So I don't have to cook this week. And as a good person, he obliged. So it was really good. And we did Brussels sprouts and onions. And it was, I really like the gin and tonics that went with it too, but that's not really cooking. And it was. It was a very good meal. So it sounds like everyone's eating good in the neighborhood. What is the apple beans? Everyone's just eating
0: good in the neighborhood. You're right, Erica. You're so right.
1: (laughs) Oh, gosh. It's one of those days. It's really one of those days. Okay. So thank you all for sharing. So, guests, podcasters, listeners, what we're going to do is we've got a few questions um, that our couples and our partners will address. And we're just going to let them loose and see how this goes. So we're very excited. So first and foremost, I um, and we'll start with Jen and Sean. Can you just describe very briefly your combined job or
6: Yeah. So for some nice background, Sean and I met when we were in grad school together at Clemson university. Um, and we started dating at Clemson. And so once we hit year two, we were like, great what, what is this relationship? Are we going to job search together? What is the goal here? And so, um, we decided pretty early on that we wanted to stay together and try this whole dual job search situation. Um, and so for us, we said we would be okay doing distance, but, um, we had some parameters around that of just like, we wanted to be in the same time zone. We wanted to move into different kind of urban areas and, all of that good stuff. So, um, we we just decided like, great. We are gonna look for jobs, um, both kind of related to the first year experience or orientation, transition, and retention, which obviously makes it a little bit more difficult because we were looking at similar jobs. Um, but then Sean also sprinkled a little bit of a housing search in there as well, and so um, we were trying to figure out just what was the best way for us to hopefully end up as close together as possible. Um, And so then we were both pretty lucky because we saw that two jobs opened up basically at the same exact time at the University of South Florida. And this is pretty early on in kind of the job search season. So um, we applied for these jobs probably mid-February. And then we're able to hear back pretty quickly and advance through. advanced through the job search process for both of our positions, um, basically at the same exact time. Like he went to his on-campus interview about two weeks before I went to my on-campus interview. um, And then we got pretty lucky and we're both offered the positions um, on a little bit of a time crunch. We were definitely stretching ourselves a little bit there, but these were definitely two of the first jobs that we applied to. Um, and then when we were both offered, we said we will never get an opportunity like this again, where two jobs pop up at the same institution at the same time. So we definitely have to take them. And the good thing is, is that we both absolutely loved the jobs and the people that we interviewed with and we're super excited. So it all kind of fell into place pretty well for us, but, um, it was definitely a little stressful at the beginning as we were kind of figuring out like the whole relationship thing, you know, just little details like that.
1: Thank you so much for sharing all of that um, next we will go to Anna and Julie
3: yeah so uh, so much like John and Sean we met in grad school we were both at Bowling Green State University um being, being yeah, towns talent, up everybody uh, being a, a queer couple it actually didn't take very long for us to figure out that we wanted to job search together <laughs> backs that u-haul
2: all the way up. <laughs>
3: so me being in uh, being a cohort above, I did the job search first and so we had a lot of conversations about job searching and I think we're gonna get into that a little bit later. Um, but we had basically set parameters of I need to set up the search uh, and search and be in a city that you know doesn't screw over um, the person that i I care about when she has to job search the next year. so we had like major cities that I was searching in um, and I was searching in a couple of different um, functional areas so that I found the job first and found the city and then next year, we so we had to commute for a year, but we were able to, to do that and then you yeah found an awesome job in the city.
2: Yeah. And our trade-off was I knew that a doctoral program was in my trajectory, so she would search first and then wherever I decided to do my doc program is where we would go next. Um, we happened to land in Columbus. I happened to land at Ohio State. Uh, it happens to have an incredible doc program, so LOL, we might be Ohio residents until we die. Um, but, um, but yeah, so my search was was very tight location bound. Um, So not only Columbus, but she was a live-in hall director. So I had a driving radius from where the building I knew I would be in. It's not even like we could pick a place that was equidistant across town. Um, So I was wildly functional area open because of that process. Um, But yeah, so did a location bound search. Uh, applied to a job that I never would have applied to otherwise at Ohio State, it ended up being the perfect first job for me. And I am still on that team, although in a different role four years later.
1: And last but never least, that's my quote of the day, uh, Max and Maya.
4: For us, we, um, we 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 started dating and we were together for four months at the end of our senior year of college at University of Florida. And then we were long distance I I was at Indiana, she was at UVA for law school. So um, we really wanted to be together for that first summer, this first internship summer. Um, So we had the goal to be in the same city and we narrowed it down to two cities, being the Bay Area and, sorry, San Francisco Bay Area and uh the DC area. And as soon as I submitted my applications for NOTA internships and a cool internships, um, like the day after Maya got an offer in the Bay Area. And so uh I had I emailed like the nine, 10 applications uh that was in DC and I was like, hey, thanks, but no thanks. Um and that was hard, that was hard to email because I um yeah, that was definitely hard to to share that with them, but um Was waiting to hear back. Um, I got a lot of denials from the West Coast, but um, late in March, I got an offer um, at Berkeley, and we went. And it it was really, it was stressful because um, it in this uh, because we were both relying on housing going over there. Um and but we were able to make it work um and we were to be there and when we left we were like wow we really want to come back here and i felt like we felt like this was home so then the next year for her second year of law school um when i was about to when i was about to graduate uh, we decided to go back to searching for bay Area. Um and she got another offer because you know she's awesome and great uh come january and then i spent every waking moment trying to be ready for the job search. And when I say, us, I had like six, seven hours a week blocked to go to the library to do job search things. I only got to apply to three places that really fit into my qualifications over like a five month period. Um, but one of them was at UC Berkeley where um with the orientation program. So I applied and I got there and that's where I've been since then. Um, yeah, it definitely wasn't easy. Um, I think it was definitely a little difficult to, uh, uh, it was difficult to, try to make that work, like living, just, you know, making it work in the fine line. Um, but it was good and, and, and ended up working on it, yeah.
5: Yeah, and I would just add that, you know, my hired program um, is one year longer than Max's. So, you know, once he secured his job at Berkeley, um, you know, I had basically an extra year to prepare, um, knowing that my goal was to end up in the Bay Area um, with him in, in that area doing that work.
0: Hi, wow, y'all. thanks so much for sharing about your job search journeys together. Lots of great nuggets there, and we're definitely going to start talk about that. But let's continue with some of the questions. Uh, and this one is specifically for Max and Maya and Sean and Jen, but we'll start with Max and Maya. What surprised you about the job search uh, and specifically job searching together?
4: Yeah, I think I think for us, and we, we were talking about this a little bit last night thinking about it, and it just we it was hard. And I think it was hard to realize that, um, you really had somebody out, like you were going through two job searches. You weren't just going through one, you're going through yours and your partner's. And I think, um, and I think that was something that like, so often for me, um, I will just always be like, Oh, don't worry about it. Like I can get it, like, trust me. Um, but it's not that simple because there might be stress and anxiety and from both sides and, and they deserve to know and feel that. Um, and I think also what's harder is that like, um, I think whoever's in the back end and getting the second job um, can be a lot of stress and whether it's not like being put on from anyone else. It's just like, it's yourself and feeling like, wow, I want to make sure that this dream can happen now we're together. And this works perfectly as we envisioned. And now I got to come through. And I think um, the added pressure that like, just y- you both feel, but I, I feel like also on the back end of who is getting the second one, um, or second part of the job, I think for Maya and I, for the, um, 2016, 2017 happened to be me, but then for 2018, it was her when she was trying to get a full time job. It's just hard. And I want to make sure to support, but it's just like, again, it's like, I don't think I really thought about like, wow, I was going through two job searches until like after we were done with the two job searches.
5: Yeah. And I think partially part of the reason it was so stressful is that we were operating from a very not sturdy foundation. You know, we weren't sure how we were going to get housing. We were moving into a very expensive market and we were looking for temporary jobs, really looking for internships. And so, um, there just wasn't a lot of stability in the search and we didn't necessarily have a plan B, like, especially once I offered my, or once I accepted my job offer, it was like, all right, Max, like you have to make it here. (laughs) Like we, we, we need both of our incomes for housing. And so, um, Maybe we're the warning uh, partnership amongst the out of the three. So <laughs> be better than us. Have a plan B.
4: And I think I think yeah, I think having a plan B is definitely something that we look back and we're like, wow, why did we rely on that one phone call? Because yeah, Berkeley was the only place that we had an option for at the end, and uh, thank God it worked. But uh, but it definitely would not recommend that to other people.
0: Wow, thank you so much for sharing. And then Sean and Jen. Anything to add to that?
7: Yeah, just to add a little bit more detail. Uh, with us both being in higher ed, I think something that we learned pretty quickly is just the importance of coordinating timelines based off of what jobs you're looking for. Um, Jen mentioned that, that I, was, I entered into the job search mostly interested in either housing jobs or first year experience orientation jobs. And we found out pretty quickly that all the housing jobs I was interested in posted in December, January, um, but Jen and I were also both looking at first year experience or orientation and those posts later in the spring. And so I quickly accumulated applications and and first round interviews before Jen had really even applied for a job. And it was just a matter of, okay, like this sounds nice and it would be really cool for me just to, you know, accept a job offer and be the first one in the cohort to have a job in February, but then, you know, you can't just leave your, your partner behind. so. Um, I think for me, having to, to say, oh, that's our dog in the back, by the way. <laughs> She's <upset. laughs> um, For us coordinating, you know, what opportunities are best for both of us in terms of the timeline and what's going to be realistic to offer so we can both coordinate a move and hopefully be, like we said, in the same time zone. Uh, that was just something we didn't really anticipate until, until we were learning it in the process. I
1: mean you wanted the same time zone you got the same campus so <laughs> i i think
6: that ended up working out pretty well it definitely did but um we we see it as our preparation met the opportunity and you know it all kind of worked out even if we didn't really plan it that well. well thank you both uh for
1: all of you all, all the humans so our next question um, again is going to be for anna julie and then sean and jen Um, what, what was made easier? What felt easier about searching together?
2: Yeah, we were talking about this earlier. And I think for both of us, something that came up was like, there was a buddy to process everything with. Um, and because we were at the time, both searching in higher ed, a buddy who like understood the lingo too, which was nice for me. Um, I actually, people have a lot of feelings about location bound searches. We can get into that later. Um, but there was something really nice about the fact that, I knew where I was moving. I knew the literal apartment I was moving into, and I was going to be with my human. And so, like, while I think that post grad school search is intimidating because you're also, like, maybe if you went through for the first time picking a, like an adult life, um, I knew the life piece of the puzzle. I was just figuring out the career piece of the puzzle, and so that was a really nice. Um, I want to say weight off my shoulders, but maybe I'm just rationalizing something that was also wildly stressful. Uh, but yeah, that, if I was going to say an easier thing,
6: that would definitely come up. Yeah. And we definitely second everything that they just said, mostly just because for us, we really, um, we tried to prepare as best possible and we're kind of like, we want to go to these different cities because for us, we both kind of come from different urban areas and Clemson, South Carolina, obviously not like a giant city. And so we definitely wanted to get back to some great urban life, um, with all the restaurants and food, cause that's pretty central to our relationship. Um, so for us, we at least new location was around a city somewhere across the country. And, um, what was easier for both Sean and I is that since Sean is from California and I'm from Northern Virginia, um, we knew that at least one of us would be pretty far away from where we grew up. And so that kind of helped us open up um, our geographical search. Um, and then similar to Anna and Julie, I think we were also just so happy that we could give critical feedback to each other on our resumes and cover letters. and. Um, we knew exactly the work that each other was doing. So it was just helpful to be like, Hey, you should talk about this when they ask you questions like this and prepare for these different presentations and all of that good stuff. So having, having to explain our jobs to each other was definitely helpful.
7: And I think during the uh, preparation process for resumes and and cover letters and whatnot, Jen was more. Critical than than any employer I came in contact with <laughs> of of you know is this really a, the quality cover letter statement on the resume that's going to get you the job and I think I in some ways echoed that back to to her I think that we were each other's best best preparers if that's that's not a word but you know um, best tools for for helping prepare for the impending interviews that came
2: I just because this is a on podcast recording, I just want everyone to know that Julie just aggressively agreed with that notion. Yeah. So, for anyone who didn't watch me get dragged via a muted video, yes. just wanted to articulate that out loud.
0: <laughs> Listen, I love the support. I love the, 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 the foundation we are helping to the the challenge. There you go. The challenge that we help our partners through, because as y'all are talking, I was just thinking about like, you know, when my partner and I are going to have to search together, I'm for sure probably going to be the more critical one on the resumes and all that. So i am just kind of also just laughing at the, um, future happenings that are going to actually happen in my life. Um, but thank you all so much for sharing. Um, this next question is for Anna and Julie and then for Max and Maya you searched for jobs a year apart from one another. Um, and in some cases it seemed like one of you searched and the other went, and the other searched and the other went. Um, but what were some of the ways that you made decisions during this process of kind of waiting for one and going for the other? And, you know, what were some of those decisions?
3: Yeah, so for us, my the start of, of my job search, we kind of sat down and I had no I, I was doing nation search. I was anywhere that sounded fun to me. I was searching in like res life, in in FSL, in leadership, in campus activities. So I had a like wide array of searches. Um I did TPE, I was doing I mean, I sent so many applications, Uh, that's that's a different topic. Um, So we sat down and said, like, what is that going to look like? And I had to focus on not just what was it going to look like for me in this moment, but what was it going to look like a year from now when Anna was searching? So I had some schools that I was interviewing, and we we had created five cities that we would be looking at, Um, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Chicago, Atlanta, and Portland. So those were my main search cities that pretty much anything that I was remotely qualified for in any of those cities I applied to. Then I found some that were more niche in maybe some smaller cities. And I was like, sure. And Anna being very supportive was like, yes, let's, let's see how you feel. Uh, <laughs> and then that found me in like random small town USA doing on campuses and saying like, yeah, I could work here, but then I'd walk around the town and I was like, this is not, this isn't as queer friendly. This isn't as like, there's no other institutions here. So I was trying to imagine and sometimes I failed, and it took me getting to the on-campus stage to be able to say, I don't think that this is going to work for us. It might have worked for me, but for us, it wasn't going to to be there. So looking through and trying to find cities that were able to, we were able to go out and have fun and have things to do that I felt comfortable and both of us felt comfortable just being ourselves in the town. Um, And so like, that's why I love Columbus so much is that it's a, it's a big town, but it's also like, it's a big city, but it's a small town feel as well. So I think it hits, hits both of those. So that was really the, those were the big decisions for us and was what was challenging for while I had like a very open search, it was more challenging because I had to focus not just on a job for me, but a life for us.
5: Yeah. And for us, um, so Max and I had both just finished internships in the Bay area and, um, I was entering my second year of law school and Max was entering his last year of grad school. And so he was the one who was looking for a permanent position and I was starting to look for my second. An internship. And so we, you know, had to think about where do we both want to be long term. And um, you know, one part of that was that UVA is that's where I went to law school. Biggest market for job placement is DC, and then um, I think Texas and then California. And um, we basically just had to sit down and do it the old-fashioned way. We made a big old pro con list, um, and we talked about it for weeks and Um, eventually we decided, you know, we both think that where we want to settle is, um, the Bay area. And so at that point, Max and I both, uh, started applying he for jobs and me for internships. And I, I think the idea was if he couldn't find something in the Bay area, I could switch tracks. Um, uh, but it is really important. It was really important for me to be regionally where I would want to be looking for jobs afterwards. And then, um, the same thing kind of happened for us where I secured my internship first and, um, and then kind of put more pressure on Max to secure, um, his position. And he did, you know, eventually, uh, secure a position at Berkeley. And so at that point it then just gave me an entire year to prepare my fellowship applications for this Bay area. And so really in terms of decision-making, it was very much front-loaded. It all just had to happen at the beginning, um, figuring out where we want to be and what would work and, um, where we both would be able to find placements. And, um, and then once Max found his job, it was just a matter of me kind of, you know, filling in the puzzle.
1: Max is aggressively nodding. So I feel like he feels uh, a succinct or a, a very strong Maya summed it all up. Is that, is that what I'm capturing Max?
4: I, I will uh co-sign. Co-sign.
1: There we go. Um well thanks for you both. Um, or for again, all of you for sharing that. I think there's a lot that when you think about this process, like when you think about it in the in the big, you know, grand scheme of things, like yeah, okay, we've thought through some of these things. When it actually happens, um, especially when it is not this right at the same time, um, I'm glad that there are some stuff that you learned that hopefully. Um, some of our listeners can impart on their combined or delayed or whatever you want to call it, job searches. Um, So Sean and Jen, and then again, Max and Maya, um, what is something or some things that you learned about your relationship? during?
7: I think one thing that we learned from the job search process being together is just how how we sort of as people operate on different timelines with things I, I get really excited about possibilities and I was certainly the one. You know who wants job search once the season started I sent out 50 applications to 50 different cities that I thought would be cool to live in. And just really hit the ground running and that's how I operate in a lot of like big thing things in life that excite me. Um, and I think that you were the one you, you applied for less than five jobs, probably the whole time. And so I think that Jen just is a bit, not a slow paced person, but someone who likes to be strategic and take her time um planning out these, you know, big life decisions where I can be a little more spontaneous. So I think this was a big, one of those lessons where we learned that about each other, but with a lot higher stakes than just, you know, what are we gonna go get for dinner in Clemson? I, I wanna go to the five different options and Jen wants to pick one, so.
6: That was a very nice way to put that, so I appreciate you for that, Um, but I think to add on to that as well, uh, the other pieces that we also discovered that we're also very okay with just like talking about our careers and work and all of that stuff, even outside of work, and we've heard so many kind of mixed opinions from people who um, have partners who are also in higher education, and a lot of people are like, when we get home, we never talk about any work things. But for us, we've figured out that that is truly like a passion area for us and um, which we did not expect coming out of, of the job search was that we both like talking about our jobs a lot. So I think that was kind of interesting to see during the relationship and that um, that has definitely come to fruition in this COVID time as well, because Sean and I are both still working from home and have been since the beginning of all of this. So we're coming up on a year of working at home together in our one bedroom apartment. And so um, we've basically been immersed in the work, but I think it's actually kind of brought us closer in a weird way.
7: Uh, A tagline that we've given ourselves at USF is that we're everybody's favorite partners slash campus partners. And uh, (laughs) I, I think that us being able to come home or I guess hop off Teams and still talk to each other about what's going on in our offices and about what happened during our day is that it makes us better campus partners it brings us closer together you know when i come out of the bedroom and see you in the kitchen for lunch and whatnot we have something that's still being able to talk about our job still excites us and still feels fresh and gets us you know ready for what's next as individuals but also we work on projects a lot sometimes together so it makes us better
1: i have i i just need to take a second to talk about <laughs> partners slash campus partners how tickled i am and how i want that on a throw pillow for your home i can't so i don't know who could do that for you but uh agassi and i will work that'll be our merch that you can buy in the store for our, for our podcast oh my gosh. okay max and maya
4: I don't I don't I'm just going to break it to y'all we, I, we don't have that kind of slogan. Um so it's when I should have set expectations. Um but for for I um I think it it was I think we like learn just how different our processes were. Um, I think go for for Maya and applying from law school and like needing to kind of um, search for a lot of the pla- just places to apply to or the internships or externships and programs. Um, I know it was very stressful for Maya, so making sure to be able to support her in that, and um, and it felt very differently because uh, like making sure that she's able to um, articulate. Everything she needs to in this like one interview, and I know sometimes for student affairs, um, Maya's over here trying to support me when um, I have a thirty-minute phone call, then an hour Zoom call, and then a whole day campus interview. And she's just like, so there's like three levels of the interviews, um, and I think she wants to support me, and also when I'm like on campus, she wants to text me, but she doesn't want to like overwhelm me, and all these different things. Um, so I think that is. Uh, yeah, that's just one thing that we learned about is like how we both handle interview processes and I think um and what we need from each other before and after. Because I think for me it was a lot of like small like uh words of affirmation. Um and uh be in in those moments before and um similar similar for my like always making sure to have knowing that we will fit one physically together, having thirty minutes before her interview like available in case she calls me to be like do I know how to introduce myself at the first 30 seconds and say, yes, yes, you do. Uh, So just things like that.
5: Um, I think also um, not to get too sappy, you, if you know me, you know, I don't want to be too emotional, but um, I think that searching for jobs together really revealed to me, um, I guess, what our relationship meant to us and what risks we were willing to take for the sake of being together um i think that in general not to go on my um soapbox right now but i think in general we place too much um emphasis on uh labor and work over community and family and relationships and i think that I am just really grateful that Max and I were on the same page as we looked for jobs. That at the end of the day, the most important thing was love. I guess so. Oh my god, I'm gonna regret saying that.
4: That can be. That can be. That can be our slogan. That can be our slogan.
1: It's. (laughs) <laughs> it is, uh, simultaneously being a little emotional. You're like the little emoji with the eyes that I like so much and, uh, taking down capitalism. And if that is not your brand as a person, Maya, I don't know what is. So that was, that was beautiful. Then I, y'all can't see this cause you're not on zoom with us, dear listeners, but Max put a little heart on his zoom and that's just so cute. I love it all. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll turn it back over to Agassi. I'm going to get too emotional about this. Y'all are so cute. All of you.
0: <laughs> so the next question is for Anna, Julie and Max and Maya again. Uh, there has been some conversations um, from folks in the, in the relationships about terminal degrees or PhDs or EDDs or just more education. Um, how does that play into your next steps as you're thinking about like what the the future for other searches might look?
2: First of all, I'm so glad we weren't the ones tapped in to answer that question because oh we do God. not have an adorable slogan. So <laughs> <laughs> you good? Yeah. Cool. Um, but to answer the actual question you asked, Agassi, <laughs> um, I uh, yeah we mentioned this earlier, but this was always part of our search plan. Was I knew that I wanted to. Um, to go get a doctorate eventually. I have flirted in and out of that plan over the last couple of years. Um, Ohio State offers full tuition remission. So I've also played around with ideas of other degrees and then realized I didn't actually want those other degrees and that in fact, I just wanted eventually to take a couple of years off of school and then go get my EDD. Uh, so that's the that's the current trajectory that we are back on um, in a post-pandemic world because we're not trying to add any stress on top of this. That's a That's a like, later in life problem. Um, But yeah, I think the reality of the matter is um, I was really fortunate to land at an institution with a really robust student life department where I can build a career um, with full tuition remission. And so I'd be a real freaking idiot for me to not, which also happens to have an incredible doctoral program. So that's, that's the game plan. So like I said, (laughs) scatter my ashes in the Ohio union, this is, I think we're locked in here for a hot minute. Uh, but theoretically we would have gone somewhere else if I were to search other places.
3: Yeah. My Midwestern, I'm Midwestern born and bred. And to have Anna, born in Atlanta, undergrad in Oregon, and I catfished her into coming to Bowling Green, Ohio, and then, because she fell in love with this mess, now you're
2: in Ohio and for life. We we don't know how it happened. We're not, we're in denial. Ah! That's the answer to your question.
1: Isn't always the, like, Midwestern goal, though, just to, like, bring people over with love and casserole? I think... uh, I think your family is so proud, Anna, or or Julie, sorry.
0: Love and casserole. I love that. That's the tagline. (laughs) Love and casserole.
1: (laughs) Love and casserole. Okay, Max and Mike.
4: For us, uh, yeah, I've been thinking about like PhD or EDD in the future. And I think similarly, I want to go somewhere that has that that pace for – that program, because I'm not looking to get into more debt. Um or looking to get into debt rather. Um, but I, so we were looking into potentially, uh, like, I think we decided kind of on the DMV area. And we know in the end, we're going to be in Florida, because I think uh, that's where both our families are. And we wanted to make sure to have that conversation. Um, like, what does it look like like to make sure what is our end goal, and uh, and Maya kind of understood like the DC is somewhere that we talked about before wanting to go, and wanting to make sure that we are both wanting that, and she also wants to support me with my um, like education too. But making sure we're talking about like how long will that be? How what is our end goal? What is our purpose? And that way, it's like not just like uh you know we'll be there for a couple of years, but like we actually know what the timeline will be. Um, but also I think for Maya and, and just with being a lawyer is that she would have to study and take the bar again, um, which is a lot of money and a lot of time and energy. And, and, you know, I hate tests and I don't want her to take another test just because I want to live in Pennsylvania. Um, so, and the nice thing is in DC, um, you don't have to take another specific, um, Bar for that. I think that's why we talked about that, knowing that she will probably in the end take Florida and we move out to Florida. I think that was a nice kind of like exception because she wouldn't necessarily need to take another one on um, there. Uh so yeah, I, I think that's kind of where our conversations has have been. And it's um I think we've i'm uh, open to if the position opens in Florida first and that that's fits the world and we'll go there. But I think it's like very, getting to that narrow part of being like, all right, which have open positions and also have PhD programs that pay for the tuition um, and and having all those things. So waiting to see um, when that all starts, but uh, we're excited, but we've had that conversation already, which is, which is nice.
0: I was just thinking about the pure logistics of having to take a test if you want to move somewhere else and how like not great that sounds in my head to listen Maya hats off to you all the love and support in the world but I didn't even just put that together that if you wanted to move somewhere else you have to take a test um so again hats off to you and all the love
1: yeah truly if there was a student affairs like bar exam I don't I don't want to think about it also like what would be on that let's not go down that fast because it would like what like, is it just like a comp exam okay anyway
4: so, <laughs> just just all answers or other duties as assigned that's the answer to every, every question
1: answer, tickering for 18 pages um, as Anna just entered in the chat I would just uh, want it to be case. like a fill
0: in the blank challenge and blank <laughs>
1: uh, no I'd want it to be every answer like a student scenario I would just be like I did we put it back on the student? Like, what are they? And then you're like, you can't tell me I did it wrong. Like I technically. Okay. Well, uh, we have our final question. All of you will answer. Um, and we'll turn it back over to Maximaya, Ben then Jen and Sean, and then finally Anna and Julie, if you could go back, um, or maybe, you know, for the next search, because, uh, Feels like most of these relationships, if not all, are pretty long-term. Looking at Julian and Anna, hashtag married. What is one thing you would have done differently?
5: Um, first of all, Erica, please don't speak for my relationship. Um, I don't know if it's long-term or not, but no, just kidding, just kidding. Um, but one thing I would do differently for sure is slow things down. I think that um, Max has kind of mentioned this, but I'm someone who's very... Um, job application averse. Uh, I hate interviewing. I hate everything. So um, oftentimes I I very narrowly apply places. So I know that the first offer I get, I can just accept it and not have to apply anywhere else. Um, And I think that if I were to go back or moving forward, I would just have more confidence in my um, skills and my abilities uh, and uh, employers willingness to hire me. Um, so that we could reduce the stress and pressure on the secondary person who is still looking for jobs. Because I think that was a pretty recurring theme in our job searches, that I would get a job and then it was like all or nothing. All our eggs were in one basket and Max had to get a job somewhere. And that just isn't, um, I think, fair. I think it's really stressful. And I think it also reduces our um, maybe scope of vision in terms of looking for opportunities. And so yeah, I, I feel like we would just want to really slow things down, take our time, and make more informed decisions.
4: And I, and I think that this is alluding to what Maya said before, and I think that, like, it, it is hard to do that with, like, needing and feeling and wanting that job. Um, but I definitely think if, the, if there's a way for people to do that, to slow it down and really, like, just have a longer timeline, it will be beneficial for yourself, the couple, and just like your future. Because I think some of the student fairs is like getting the first job and burnout. Um, and I think wanting to make sure that people can take that time for themselves and the couple.
6: Yeah, actually, ours is pretty similar. Um, I think kind of going back to what Maya said a little while ago about how um, our relationship is not centered around our jobs and capitalism and earning money and all of that, I think something that we wish we would have done granted we were pretty limited because Sean, uh, works in orientation. So timeline wise, we wish that we could have had our start dates, pushed back a little bit more. Um, so for reference, Sean and I graduated, um, on what was it like a Friday or Saturday or something like that. And then we drove from Clemson down to Tampa on that following Wednesday. And then Sean started his job on that following Monday. And so we didn't really have a lot of time to just, first of all, enjoy graduating, um, but then to take a breath and actually like figure out what is the city of Tampa before Sean was busy with orientation and all of that kind of stuff. So, if possible, I highly recommend negotiating your start date. I know that the flexibility is not there for everyone, but definitely look into that if that is an option for you and your. Uh,
3: yeah. And then. For at least for me, I think my, if anything, overall, did the TPE, did all the apps, blah, blah. blah. Um, But I think for me, it was just the, I felt I started to get that fear of I just, I wanted a job to set us up for success. Um, And so I started that fear kept creeping in. And so I started to apply to jobs that wouldn't have supported the life that I I knew that I wanted for us. Um, So I think If I had, again, we talked about like timelines a little bit of if I had just been able to take a breather and really think about, hey, do you really want to apply to that job in this random place that you've never visited before? And that is for a job that you have no idea. There you
2: are. Yeah, and I I would echo, I think like, and I'm hearing this from everyone, I think I would have let fear be a much less large factor and like circling back to what Maya said of like, we knew that our relationship was the number one preference. Like at the end of the day, you only get so many priorities, and so like leaning on the fact that you have one priority locked in, and everything else is going to be be okay. Um, I also would not have submitted job job apps to jobs I was not qualified for. Like I was like anything that I'm even remotely qualified. Like I wish I had taken the max approach of like I have set parameters and like this is where we're at. Because now having been on search committees. I do not like I know that you're not qualified I know you know you're not qualified we're just not going to do it, so I wish I would have not wasted search committees time and my own energy and just focused in on the like seven to eight jobs that I was legit qualified for and spent more energy on that.
0: Well, thank you all. Uh, for responding to that question, for all your responses to all the questions. This has been an absolutely awesome conversation. And we're so happy that you all have been able to come on and talk about your journeys and your adventures and to really impart some wisdom on our listeners who may be out there potentially wondering, how do I job search with a loved one, um, with another human, as Erica mentioned. Um, And that's a perfect place to wrap up. So we just want to say thanks to everybody for listening to another great episode of the first five years presented by Saxa.
1: And uh, on top of a big old thanks to all of our guests, we would also like to thank Miles for being our producer, as well as Agassi for being our editor and really making sure that we all sound good uh, with our beautiful podcast mics. And if you want to learn more about the Saxa podcast or about Saxa, the Southern Association for College Student Affairs, they are available on all the things, facebook.com backslash Saxa fan page, Twitter at Saksa Tweets and Instagram at Saxagrams. You can also connect with Agassi and I. I am on Twitter at Erica M underscore Aguiar. That is A G U I A R. And Agassi, where are you?
0: You can also find me on Twitter at Agassi. That's A G A S S Y underscore R.
1: Thank you all again for listening. Bye, everyone.